Welcome to the escape room. Enjoy the game. Time to play the game. Time to play the game! <laughs> Welcome. To the DIU Escape Room Podcast. I'm Don. I'm Phil. That is Phil. And uh, we started a podcast. We did. Yes. We um, we were doing reviews for a little while, and we'll get back to those probably eventually. We decided to start doing a podcast in, uh, for a little while. I was going to say instead, but it's not really instead. No. Just something different. Just something different to do. Right. Uh, this episode is episode three. Third time's charm. Hey, let's find out. I want to thank everybody for listening to our first two podcasts. Yeah. Uh, you can check us out on uh, Facebook. It's We're still under DIU Escape Room Reviews. Check us out there. Comment, share, like, whatever you guys want to do out there on social media. All right. So for episode three and for the next few episodes, probably. Probably. Uh, I don't know how many part series this is really going to be, but... We're going to talk about what makes a good slash great escape room. Or the opposite, what would make one below good or bad escape room. Yeah. You can send us questions if you got them or you got your own comments. We'll read them on the air in the next episode. So we are not afraid. Not afraid at all. So the first topic I guess we're going to talk about is, well, immersion. That we always – we're on the same frame of mind that we're in it for the immersiveness along with the, the puzzles and everything. There's some groups out there that are on there for the leaderboard and want to get through as quick as possible, and that is great for them. I have you know the best of wishes to them. I want to make it all the way to the end, and I want to play in a room that, honestly, if it was a regular room, I'd like to hang out in it. Right, uh, and I agree 100%. I want to be fully immersed in the theme that they are trying to do. Yeah. Um, we have a few examples of what we think are good and great escape rooms when it comes to immersion. First one, just off the top of my head, is Massachusetts, outside the box, the body shop. Incredible. An incredible room from start to finish. Yes. Um but immersion is through the roof. The attention to detail that they put into this room is just unbelievable. Another example would be Doldrick's escape rooms in Orlando, Florida. Incredible attention to detail. Right. They're they're it's your favorite name for an escape room. Captain Sloopy's Spoopy. Spoopy. God damn it. Captain Sloopy's incredible search for someone else's treasure. Yes. Their attention to detail there and immersion was great just... name, great room, uh, and it goes. It's uh, we say this over and over again. It goes to show you what, when the time is put into the detail, you know, great rooms come out. Right. So immersion, like I said, we need. I want to feel completely and totally immersed in this room. I want to feel like I am in the ancient times. I want to feel. That I am in or on a pirate ship or like the body shop. I want to be in 
the garage, whatever it is. I have a list, actually, of a bunch of examples that I'm not going to go through them all, but those are just two of them. We just – immersion is, is right there. That's probably the top factor in what makes a good and or great escape room. I think I think that's the difference between a good versus a great one. Um, I think there's a couple of differences, but I think that's one of the main differences is the immersion factor in it. And, you know, you take a room like the body shop that it's just you're in that that garage and it's a garage. Right. The, they're not props. Everything in there is they're, they're real tools or everything is, you know, from being in working garages, you know, and you used to – it has a certain look, and you know when something looks right, feels right, and it does. It hits the mark a hundred percent. Right, it, and you're a hundred percent right, and it does. And everything that you would use in a garage of some sort, meaning tools, wrenches, this, that, tire racks, the whole nine. Yep. You've used, and they were set up properly, and as if it was right. in a garage. And not only that, they had the proper wear on them that you would find. It wasn't like it was set up that way, and the stuff was shiny yeah, and brand, brand new looking. New, right. You know, it, it was it was worn, and it was greasy, mm-hmm. and it was you know work worn, and it was you know it's that little attention to detail. Right. Immersion is just just the pretty much tip of the iceberg, but that's like the number one factor for for me. I'm, I know it's pretty much for you too. It is as long as we have immersion, it also goes into the puzzles. Now, yes. do the puzzles fit the room? Do they make sense for the room? Like, let's use the body shop again for example. Yep. We talked about how wrenches, the tires, the tire racks, yep. all that stuff. You were using stuff that you would use in a garage in order to 100%. solve puzzles. Yes. It that's again what makes it a great escape room. Another great example of that in my mind is uh servants of slight uh you know you're you're in there the immersion of the aesthetics of it is you're in that alleyway All right or you're in that magic cop or whatever but uh, again the games and the puzzles fit what's there yes it fits the stuff that you would find in an alleyway it fits the stuff that you would find in a magic shop, in a magic shop, and so on and so forth. And it's just, it's those little details that it's not just, hey, we made a cool looking room. Now, what kind of puzzles can we throw in there to fill it up? Right, right. They didn't spend ninety percent of their time on just the immersion. Right. They spent the same amount of time on the immersion as they did on puzzles. Right. Or vice versa. However you want to say it. And the other thing about puzzles, in my mind, not only do they have to fit the theme of the room, look like they fit the theme of the room, but there has to be a certain number of them. And it's an intangible number, but at the end of the room, the amount of puzzles that it feel right to when you were done with that room. You know okay. what I mean? Yeah. No, no. You don't want to feel empty. Yeah. We've done some where it was a great looking room. Yeah. The immersion was through the it roof. Was through the roof. And you got done, and you're like, man, there should have been like three more puzzles here. There could have been, especially when you finished the room within a half an hour. Yeah. And in all honesty, you should have never finished this room in a half an hour. Right. But that goes back to where you said at the beginning of the podcast that 
you know, people are looking to get on leaderboards where we're not. So that's right. the difference between us and people that are trying to just get through the room and beat the room and get on a leaderboard. Yeah, this is true. Even if they put a couple more puzzles in, I think I know which room you're really talking about, and I'm not going to put you guys out on blast because in all, all reality, it was a great room. All um, the rooms are good. Yeah. The one room that we blew th- we blew through, it was the four of us, we blew through it in 25 minutes. Yep. And we were like, okay, where's the, you know, could have used one one or two more puzzles here, one or two more puzzles there, and we would have been, like, fulfilled. Yeah. Because, again, we're not looking to get on leaderboards. We're looking for the immersion, the fun, the fullness of an escape room. Uh, if we beat the room, great. If we don't, okay. That's fine with us. We're not in competition to beat every single room. Right. We want the fun. We want the fullness. We want, you know, you paid for, you pay a lot of money for these rooms. You don't want to beat it in a half an hour. I want to be. I paid for an hour. I want to be in another world for an hour. Yeah, close to it anyway. But like we said, do they fit the room? Uh, are these puzzles now? On the flip side of that, we've been in some rooms too that the puzzles are just so damn hard that. It seems to us that the designer is just trying to show how smart how they smart are. smart he is. They are. Because it's, it could be either or he or she. <laughs> yeah. And we'll give you one example. Again, we're not going to say the room because we don't want to put them out on blast. But we couldn't figure out this one puzzle. And we were early in, in, in our – it was like our 11th room and we're at 150, 51 now. It was like our 11th, 12th room. And we could not figure out this one puzzle to save our life. And it, that's what killed us on the room. And then when the owner who designed the whole room came in to try to show us. And who was I, also the game master. Right. Who, and, you know, I'm doing air quotes here because I'm used to cameras. But uh, when he couldn't even figure it out and do it right. And it took him a good almost ten minutes to finally put it together. It took him five tries to get his own puzzle to work. And even then it still was like, okay. So, just you know, because, is it, you know, was it a cool puzzle when it worked? Yeah, but was it worth that the guy that made it couldn't get it to work? Was it worth having that in there like that? Right. I, I don't think so. It, it ruined the entire room right. for me. And uh, actually, you know what? Just to step back, because after talking about that one room, to step back with the immersion factor, um, there's, again, there's escape rooms that have stickers or certain color lock or something marking saying this is not in play yes okay when you're told that it's this color sticker whatever it is is not in play that was also part of that puzzle right saying that it's not in play don't use it but in fact you had to use the whole thing they just didn't want you to change the the height of the nut the height of the whatever the thing was and to me that was messed up because that killed even more time and again, that's where I believe that the puzzle, although fit the room, but it was where the designer thought they were smarter than everybody else. Well, you know, you're right. You're 100% right. And I think that leads you into the topic of the Game Master. Yes. Because not only was that puzzle made to show how smart he was, um, what he very well could be. He could be the smartest guy in the world. I, I, I don't know. Right. The Game Master really makes or breaks the room also. Completely. And when they see you going down the wrong path or they see you not using something that 
you obviously have to use next. It's in my opinion that they should be paying enough attention to let you know, you know, or at least send some question of why aren't you using this or, you know, then think that could open up a dialogue with, well, you know, the sticker's on there and, you know, then you can explain it. But we've seen it before in other rooms besides that one where the game masters are running multiple rooms at yep. one time. You know, you're going, you got a full head of steam going, and, you, you know, you're, you're making good progress. You get stuck. Yes for a clue. Yes for a hint. And if one came back within a reasonable amount of time, it's fine. It keeps the room going. Your spirits are high. But when you ask for a clue and you don't hear nothing back for five minutes, and then you ask again and you ask again, and then you can hear through the walls of talking to another, another group, um, we've even gone as far as, leaving the room to see to get where the, the attention game master right. is right. and seeing them out in the hallway away from their screen setting another group up in another room. Right. And that, I mean, you can't kill the momentum of a game more than that. You can't kill the emerging factor by more than that, breaking right. that wall of having to leave the room to find right. the game master. Right. No, I 100% agree. And we, and in all reality, we've only ran into just a couple, eh, game masters, and but for the most part, the game master really made the room for us too. And take more often than not, I would take say. take servants of slight. Yep. Tay and Josh over there down in uh, the exit game, Florida, Florida, Clearwater, or Largo, one of the two. Phenomenal game masters. Yeah. Okay, uh, they as soon as you walked into the room, or as soon as you walked into the building, if they weren't there, okay, give us a second. I came out, greeted us the whole nine. Great. Uh, we needed hints. They were right on the ball. Yep. Uh, we needed, even when we asked, we didn't ask for hints, and they just saw us struggling a little bit. They were on the ball. That's yep. what a game master is supposed to do. Granted, they only have the one room. But they need, you know, they were still paying attention. They weren't checking their email, their or, email and Facebook and Instagram and okay. watching the game on TV. The good game master starts the game in the lobby, and you know, with the introduction of themselves and of the company and of the game itself, we found out that you know the the better game masters will ask you, "Do you want nudges if we see you going in a certain way?" You know, not really waiting for you to ask for a hint, but if we see you going down a pathway. The wrong way. You know, the wrong way. You want us to kick you in the ass. Or do you want to go down that rabbit hole? Right. And I think that makes a good game master when they have the experience to know, okay, you know, people are going to do this. This is a good way of just so they don't have to ask for a hint. We can just nug them along when we see what's going on. You're you're 100% right. Again, there was that one. I'll give you another example of a great game master was um, actually Masterpiece, our, our gold standard in, master, yeah, in, <laughs> in North Carolina. We haven't mentioned Those them in a long time. Those guys are incredible. I love the guys. Um, you want an example of a great game master? Everything works every single time, whether we're doing it or they're doing it. Yes. Okay. Their storytelling, their immersion is unbelievable it's unmatched it is un- honestly their their immersion or story i should say 
from start to finish is probably the best that we've ever done. You know, it's, it's funny with them. We go back and forth because the room that I think is the most immersive and my favorite room there is different from yours. Mm-hmm. And I would hang out in my room there. Oh, I would hang out in that room too. And just, you know, it's just suck a well put together room that every bit of detail is covered. Right. From the condition of the bottles behind the bar to the condition of the playing cards yeah. to everything, you know, and it's just – and you're right. Everything works 100% of the time, and they make sure it does. They – again, great game master. They start in the lobby. Right. And they make sure that you know the story. You look at all these escape rooms out there, and every single escape room has a theme to it, and everyone has a backstory to it. Right. If the get when you get there, after you booked it and you get there, if the game master doesn't go into that story, then you really you're in the room solving puzzles. Mm-hmm. You know? But when the game master really plays up the story. Especially through hints through because go back to like we were talking about masterpiece. Yep. We use walkie talkies to get our clues. Yep. Now, granted, we're in the South. They used certain accents. They used certain lingo in order to keep us immersed, Im- immersed in that theme. Yep. That was great. Again, another another good example would be Alice's Dream in Waxhaw, North Carolina. Yep. The Game Master was the White Rabbit. And exactly. He sounded, and he sounded just like the White Rabbit. Exactly. Okay. And it, so it didn't break your immersion factor in Alice's Dream yes. at all. Or another good example is escapism. Escapism, every room they're in that they have, which is a totally different theme, their mode of hint system matches that room. Yes. It's different from anything else in any of their other rooms because it matches that room. Right. And it is just... And their game masters are great. They are. Their attention to detail is great. Great people, nice personality, they're funny. You know? And they're right on top of it. Yeah. You're asking for a clue, it's there within maybe 15 seconds. Yeah. Okay. And their delivery system, we, we'll talk about that probably on the next episode of Clue Delivery Systems, but uh, their delivery systems are, are top notch. Are, are nothing, you know, yeah. never seen them anywhere else. But and, again, we'll talk about that in another episode. Yeah. You know, again, talking about game masters and taking into detail, a good game master, in my opinion, adjusts the way that they give their clues and their hints and their nuggets according to the team itself. They see how certain personalities of the team are, and it's not just a blanket attitude that they have. Uh, we've seen at uh, Rock City, Rock Ab, Rock yeah, Ab, Rock Ab. where. Uh, when interacting with, with, with the Game Master, it was such a great experience how they were able to personalize it between me and you. Yes. And yes. it makes you – it sucks you right into that immersion. Right. You know, it, it, it really does. It's not, just, it's not just a blank, monotone thing that they're reading off the script. Right. It sucks you right into that immersion, and it's things like that. That make a great room, I think. Uh, no, I, I agree 100%. So far, 
out of the three things we talked about, immersion is number one. I would go puzzles need to match the room and make sense for that theme. Yes. Okay. And not just be there because the designer decided I'm smarter than everybody. Right. And we've run into that quite a few times. And then third for this episode was is uh, Game Master. How well are they? How good are they? Are they paying attention? And how many rooms are they running? Right. And we could figure, you know, you could base that on how, how the game is going. Other than that, I think, uh, I think we're good on this one. I think we are. On the next episode, we'll jump into gameplay. We'll jump into little trinkets that you could that you get if yeah. if you win. Um, trophies. Trophies, and we'll we'll name a few of our trophies and a few of the places that gave us the trophies of some sort, and then we'll see what else is on there. We'll see how it goes. Yeah, we'll see how it goes. You want to get in touch with us? Our email is diu escape room review at gmail and uh, our Facebook page is DIU Escape Room Reviews. And our website right now is diuerr.webs.com. And you can see our reviews. There's links to our reviews. Yeah. All our photos from most of our rooms that we've done. And you can contact us through there too. If you have any questions for us, please don't hesitate. You know, send, them, send us a message on Facebook. Send us an email. Comment under any of the posts that we uh, put on there, and we'll read your question and answer it to the best of our ability. If you have any rooms you want us to come out and do, come out and play, whether they're online rooms or physical rooms, let us know. Yep, if, same way. If you have a difference of opinion, let us know. Yeah, we'll, we'll be more than happy to uh, address any of that. Let us know. If there's something in the industry that you think needs to be addressed, let us know. All through uh, all the DIU escape room review pages for now. Because we do not have a Facebook page for DIU escape crew yet. Yet. And uh, I don't even know if I'll even make one since we're all through that. And it's on the website. But anyway. Thank you for listening. If you participated, thank you for participating. Yeah. I'm Don. I'm Phil. That is Phil. You'll hear from us when you hear from us. Peace out.